The Chainsmokers are here. Woo. Okay. What's up? Woo. We're back. Hello. Alex Powell. Did I say that correct? No. Alex Paul. <laughs> Alex Paul. Yeah. yeah. Way to start off the interview. Yeah. And Drew Taggart. Yeah. I said that right. Yeah. Drew Taggart. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. So you were in New York this weekend, Alex. No, right? uh, everyone thinks that. I just posted an old photo. Uh. <laughs> I had like a hundred texts from people because I'm from New York being like, yo, let's get together. Where are you going tonight? And I was like, damn it. I should have like... Made it very clear, like, Miss New York or something. That, see, you're that guy. You yeah. take photos, and then weeks later, when you don't have, like, when you have a boring day, yeah. you slide it up to Instagram. Yeah, well, my girlfriend actually posted a similar photo of it, that one, so I had to okay. wait till she, her thing cycled through. Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're so polite. Yeah. You really do it right. So, how, like, describe life right now. I mean, like, you're on a fucking journey. I mean, this is crazy. Like, what is it like for you, Drew? Uh, it's in the st- we're in the studio a lot. Yeah. I had a I had a Amazonian pool party at my house last yesterday. What does that mean? What yeah, is that? I know. Well, I got um kind of drunk on Saturday night and uh, <laughs> made the decision to heat my pool to like ninety five degrees. Oh. and then it was because I knew it was going to be a pouring rain. Uh huh. Like like pouring, it was like the biggest like rainstorm we had yesterday. It was, it was a monsoon. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, it was great. So we had like this like Amazonian pool party. Like, the pool was all steamy and there was oh, like that's cool. and there's like trees right along it. It was cool. It was, that's like, beautiful. Yeah. That's, so life is good. Yeah. We're- <laughs> the life you two live, right? Like it, it is a life of luxury, but in my opinion, deserved luxury. I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's a love of life of luxury. <laughs> okay, but it's a, where you have a good life. You You're lucky. You party what, and have fun. We get to do what we love. You know what I mean? And we're all, we're like the bosses of our, you know ourselves, so that's pretty cool. But how do you keep that balance? Like, does that like are you never nervous that one is going to kind of outweigh the other? What do you mean? Like, I mean, is there ever a point where partying becomes more than work, right? Because, like, your world's kind of collide. I mean, you have a residency at the Win. You literally, yeah. you, you DJ parties for, I mean, the biggest parties. Well, that's what's cool is that, like, our job is to, like, in the case of Vegas, at least, throw parties. So it's like when we're home, it's not like the other one is going, like, AWOL. Yeah. Like, I need six more nights out or I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, like, pretty much on the same page. I mean, like, music has always come first. That's the most important thing. So it's never been, like... He's like, you know, we should go in the studio now. And I'm like, yo, Sunday fun day. Let's like, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we love being in the studio. But yeah, I mean, we're lucky. Like you said, we get to go to Vegas and do all those shows and have a crazy time. Are, are you throwing parties often, Drew? No, we never. Well, we're like literally in the studio every single day. And so I, yesterday was like the day off. Do you have a studio in your house? No. Well, kind of. I have like a production room, but we go to a, a, a studio. Is that important for you? Like to kind of just like separate the two? Um, yeah, but like you need to have like fun stuff in your, in your house. If you get an idea, you can, yeah. you put it down. How, how does that work for you? Like, do you gather inspiration throughout your day? Because the way I've read how you guys work and correct me, obviously, if I'm wrong, is that like you, Alex are like, you're the DJ, you have, a, you're in the studio, but you're also the art director. You handle the collaborations, all that kind of stuff. And Drew, obviously you, you now sing, mm-hmm. but you produce and you songwrite. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there ever a moment where like, Alex, you have an idea for a song and you go to Drew to help finish it? Or like, how do you work off each other? Yeah, all the time. I mean, it's, it's like always like an open discussion and you know, we have a lot of fun with our music and we like to do new stuff and we're huge music fans. So we're like always listening to stuff and it's yeah. really important for us. Like. You know, when you're hearing something and you have inspiration to, like, put something down, whether it's a voice note or write something down, some lyrics or, like, you know, record, like, a guitar lick or a piano, you know, some chords or whatever. Because uh-huh. um, inspiration is fleeting and it's not something you have really got to take advantage of when it hits. So how does it work for you? Are you getting, you know, production inspiration? Are you also getting lyrics? Like, what comes first? Like in the It's wor- always different. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. 
In the world of Closer, which came first? Um, closer, so we started, at, me and uh, this kid, Freddie, um, from this amazing band called Lewis the Child, oh. were like, you know, after one of our shows, we were on, it was on our tour like a year ago, um, and we were just sitting in the back of a tour bus, and we were like, we made the beat yeah. for like the verses of Closer. Um, and then the next day, you know, I had the, hey, I was doing just fun before I met you written down, and I wanted to do a whole song around that. Okay. And then uh, and then we like wrote that to the to the beat, and... Then six months of going back and forth trying to get like the mix right and wow here we are wow I mean we're talking about like a game changing song twenty four yeah. weeks in top ten on Billboard I mean that's a new level for you guys in terms of how you gauge success from this moment forward right mm-hmm. I mean yeah yes. yes sort of I mean it's not about like for Paris you know it's doing incredibly well right now we're really yeah. excited because. It's kind of a new direction for us in terms of the production and, and even the songwriting in some ways. Um, the structure of the song was much different. So it wasn't like this better beat closer or this is a fail. Yeah. It's just like this is a cool new direction for us. It's sick. People love it. That's a success to us. You know, um, Obviously, we'd love to have every song do better than closer. I mean, who yeah. wouldn't? But like that's such a once-in-a-lifetime type situation. I mean, when those sort of records get brought to our attention, it's like – Nothing we're thinking about, you know what I mean? It's exactly. Just, it's out of your hands at that point. So it's just like all you can do is just make music that feels right to you and how closer felt when we made it, and hopefully, you know, we continue to have that success. Yeah, it's kind of what we go off of is like the feeling because you can't intentionally make a hit. Yeah. You know, especially like one like that song, um, and we didn't really know it was going to be a big song when it was made. We just knew that we really liked it, and I think you know through starting with roses really. Um, and then Don't Let Me Down yeah. and in Closer and in Paris, there's this like very, you know, I don't know if everyone else hears it, but for us, there's a certain feeling that we get, you know, a feeling of like hope and nostalgia yes. and there's just kind of the chords kind of get you and um, that's kind of the feeling we try to get out of our music. But see, you know, you said that you don't really know a song is going to be a hit really right until you release it. You can never know. But see, some artists would argue that and say... I at least knows I, I know what a hit is made up of, right? I can listen to a song and know that, like, if the song is in, you know, this chord or this key, then men and women can both sing to it. And if, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the hook is placed here, yeah, you know. I mean, you can think about stuff like that, but it's not science, you know. It's it's emotion, you know. So, um, and taste change, you know. Yeah. You know, you know, you might be feeling a certain way and you might make something and being like, you know, this has all the pieces um, of, of what a traditional hit song is, but... You know, people might be on some other vibe and you're not in tune with it. When you listen to a song, how do you break it down? I feel like I could like, I I can't, like, again, I can't tell if it's a hit or not, but I can tell pretty quickly if it's something special about it. Yeah. I mean, it always starts with the chords and the sounds usually first, because that's usually the first thing you're hearing. Of course. But then, you know, like there's those hooks that you just, you know what I mean? You can't deny like a catchy hook that's simple and easy to remember. Um, but again, like you said, you, it's always different. I mean, I think it's cool when, like that song, uh, Marion Hill song, mm. that's like blowing up right now. Yeah, uh, like, what a beautiful song. And I'm sure when they made it, they just thought it was a really beautiful song. They didn't know, hey, this is going to work at radio or this is going to respond no. so well from, it's in some sick commercial. I think it's like an Apple commercial. The iPod. Uh, yeah, yeah. The AirPods, whatever they're called. Yeah, they the did a, stupid new headphones. It does a great job, like getting the feeling of the song you know it's like a yeah. perfect marriage of visual and and uh, advertising and, yeah. <laughs> and music yeah. and the uh, it's pretty good yeah and the dancing's really cool <laughs> but you know like in those songs like that like i'm sure they weren't like this is going to do super well you know but yeah. like on radio or whatever and now it, it's doing that you know what i mean but it feels new and exciting and she has a beautiful voice so 
you know. Yeah. Are you still dating Tori? Yeah. I know her from New York. Oh, you know oh, no Tori? Way. I went to Parsons for three years. Oh, years. cool. Yeah. That's so funny. Find out the whole crew. Yeah. <laughs> she just recently got haters on her Instagram, which oh. is really funny. Dave was not <laughs> one fun. of them. Yeah. It's funny how she's dealing with it. Yeah, she's dealing with it like how I would deal with it. How is it? Respond back? Or? Head on. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> we'll get to how you handle criticism yeah. in a second, because I th- that's a, another unique thing, and I think that's very East Coast of the two of you. But you're from Maine, but you went to school in Syracuse. Yes. You, you dealt with, like, I mean, uh, all the, the rich kids from New Jersey going well, to Syracuse. That's, that's what Closer is about. Yeah. As the backseat of your rover that I know you can't afford is from all of, like, the ki- the rich kids that I went to school with that were driving their parents' cars around. What? And that was, like, mind-blowing <laughs> for me because I don't come from money and I don't yeah. come from a place where there's a lot of wealthy people like that. And so I was just like, this is ridiculous, you know. The two, So, Alex, you started the group. You started with another DJ. Mm-hmm. That poor guy. I mean, whatever. He got what he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to think about that. Do you think of him at all? No, not really. You can't. No. I mean, it's different. I mean, when we started, this is a new thing. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, obviously, I was still myself. Yeah. But, you know, nothing that we've done together was, like, going to be given given to us regardless. You know, that no. change wasn't made. So that was just a different chapter in, you know, my life and what this was and uh, you know, I'm glad. I'm so glad that you know everything happened the way it did. So, and and how the two of you like like you guys met? What was it like? How did you know that you guys were right for each other? Like, how did you actually complement each other? Um, I don't really know if we thought that much into it. It was like, <laughs> I like you. Yeah, you're a cool. Di- you're a cool dude. That's oh, nice. Cute. Uh, yeah, we got. It was just like. I mean, in the beginning, we were so both of us were so obsessed with dance music at the time. Yeah, it was like. A, consuming all consuming of us so we would go see shows we would talk about the shows we talk about artists talk about wanting to be like those artists talking about how we could get there so we were so like just caught up in that it was never like yo are you a giants fan too you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, like, this isn't gonna work out. yeah or something like that <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it really worked out like i mean i we know lots of people who start groups you know and hit us up and then over the course of the last couple of years, oh, we don't work together anymore. He's doing a solo project or something, you know? And yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah, so we lucked out. Can you describe your early shows? Like, how did it work? <laughs> oh, we, were wow. just, we were just talking about that. We were, like, uh, talking about, like, Entourage and Made in America and how those shows, you know, were so awesome. And yeah. uh, we were, like, we want to talk about, like, the beginning stages of how we started DJing and the shows we played because they were so terrible and like <laughs> and we dealt with things like yo if you want to play that like we'd be getting paid like 300 bucks and it's like yo if you want to play that club like don't expect any more gigs from us you know what i mean and it wow. was like dude we're just trying to survive like <laughs> literally you know, and, and like all these different scenarios like i mean we played whip this club in new york the day after the chris brown drake fight happened so they like there was nobody in the club we played for two people wow and then the cops raided it and so oh, we, two we, people? we played like one song you know and like considered a rape and, like, I remember we getting some, like, Martin Garrix edit that, like, he never released and playing it, like, an Avenue show or something. And he showed up there to, like, hang out with other people we didn't know at the time. And we, like, played the song. And he's like, how did you get this? And we're like, I, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> uh, Wait. So d- that, like, world really exists. You would get records secretively that, you know, were kind of either leaked or whatever before they would actually hit? Yeah, I mean, I mean that was, that's every, what every DJ tries to do. Yeah. Of course. And I knew, I knew heavily that that existed, obviously, yeah. you know, back in the day. But yeah. I didn't know that it was still going around as much today. Yeah, the weapons are like... Secret weapons? Yeah. Wow. People yeah. always ask us for our... We got, we got Martin Garrick's Animals... Oh yeah, I remember that? And we I remember playing that song and just looking at people being like, "What is this song?" Cuz it was the bass was like so loud and it would just dumb out all the speakers and you could just see in people's faces like 
this is the coolest sound I've ever heard. I don't know what this is, but it's amazing. Wow. And that song, you know, started his career. Well, so the, you being in that position, right? The leader of a party, playing something and getting to feel instant reaction from it. That obviously sets you up and gives you really great credentials to kind of be making hits today. Like that you just you, – you described what, the feeling of somebody who hears a great song for the first time. Yeah. You now know maybe how to duplicate it, yeah? Um, well, I think that the only song that we really knew like was going to like do something in terms of like is getting that reaction. It was Don't Let Me Down. Yeah. And we played that for a while. Oh, kind of closer to – we played closer at Coachella – uh, what three months before it came out? Yeah, maybe more. And wow. as soon as we played closer, our Twitter we had teased it on Snapchat, and there was a really positive reaction mm-hmm. on Twitter. But when we played it at Coachella, our Twitter mentions was just about closer. It was like, "What is this song?" Everyone thought it was called "Never Getting Older." When is it coming out? So we didn't know what it was going to do, but we knew it was something special. You uh, use social to really direct your kind of direction, right? Like, you'll tease songs and pivot to where, you know, the audience kind of tells you to go? Or do you like to dictate it? Or is it kind of a combination? I mean, I think you just look at their reactions and not change the song, but you, it, like, gets you excited about the release. I mean, it's more just a gauge. I mean, we'll play a song at a show before it comes out and get it, just hear how it sounds in the, you know, in the big room and mm. uh, see how people respond to it. And there's usually, like, even though people might not be singing the song because they don't know the lyrics yet or, like, where the song is going, you could kind of see is, if there's a vibe and people are, like... You know, feeling it, and yeah. then you kind of just go from there. But I don't think we're ever like changing drops or like melodies. If some kid online is like, you know, eighth notes instead, like, <laughs> no. like <laughs> why are we just doing EPs? Um, you know, it's really like how our EPs is kind of kind of have kind of come together is uh, they've been a we've done a couple of singles and then we've kind of packaged them together as like you know this is a moment in time, yeah, um, and. You know, it mainly comes from a single release strategy more than like an EP. Strategy. Okay. Yeah. Does it give you some artistic freedom? You can change your direction because each four songs or however long the EP is kind of has its own sound. It's chapters almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really been the key to our success is the fact that we can release music that feels relevant to what's happening now and new instead of like we made this two years ago. It's, you know, it still feels really good to us. And then, you, you know, go. music is somewhere completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really helpful. And then also, like, people's, you know, attention spans these days. It's hard. It's so short. We're, we're just not made to listen to 12, 15 songs in a row, really. You know, the way Spotify set up, Apple Music set up, and all these things, it's like, I'm going to pick the three that I'm, like, really into or that I keep hearing. And then that, you know, the rest kind of falls wayside. We do ingest yeah. music completely differently. Yeah. But there are artists who can transcend that. And like you want, you get excited at like Kanye West, you know, like you really need to, should listen to his music in album form because you'll miss something. Yeah. You know, it like only makes sense altogether. Yeah. But even artists like John Mayer, right? Releasing, you know, four songs every couple months. It's yeah, kind yeah. of the same thing as doing an EP almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people have kind of I don't, I don't know if we're the pioneers of this, but I think a lot of people are just similarly do, doing that now with their music and realizing that, you know, like it's, it's like an old model. The label, you know, they spend a ton of money marketing yeah. and s- spending time, you know, getting your song out there. And if either waste, you know, when another, the next song could be the hit. So kind of just put it out there, get a gauge. You know, there's so much statistics and data. And, you know, and like we don't get wrapped up in that stuff. It's not, that's not like what we're basing our music release on. Yeah. But, you know, I know from like the management label side, they can look at all that and be like, oh, you know, we're getting a really positive response that we didn't expect. And we didn't like blow our load on the, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you see an art, no, you can say blow your load all day. Yeah. <laughs>
Okay. Yeah, literally, just keep saying. I mean, yeah. I want to get to the fact that you've, you've measured your penises tip to tip. Is that true? No, so, no, that was just. Uh, I was gonna yeah. say seventeen point three four inches. That's 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 too big. Oh yeah, <laughs> or one really small one. Yeah, and then yeah. One really yeah. Small so we believe the mystery. Well, like that was like when we first met. That was one of the first things we ever did. Was that we were always kind of took we measured the, our dicks immediately. Yeah, yeah. How else are you gonna know if you're compatible? That's or not? yeah. And from there it all and who's went. dominant? Yeah. yeah, I totally get it. But it was like DJs were so serious back then. It was like this. Like this is like four and a half, five years ago. Yeah. everything was like you'd read bios and they were so like two dudes in like leather jackets, like staring at you like. <laughs> Like and music revolution. Think of <laughs> this guy. You know what I mean? He's yeah. born with a CDJ. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, let's just write our bio like totally re- the opposite of that and just make it like a really funny joke. It's ridiculous. You know, like when people come to look. No at- pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so we like, and then we kind of forgot about it because we did it so long ago. It was just up there forever. You know what I mean? And then people like kept reverencing. We're like, we got to change this. Yeah. Like, before when no one knew us, it was like just a funny thing that like maybe a club promoter would be like, who are these dudes? And they'd be like, Oh, they, they seem funny. And now it's like <laughs> press are like, what are these guys about? Like, are these really what the world needs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. I say leave it forever. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys ever consider changing your name when you started blowing up? Nah. No. It was too late by then. Do you get upset when you see an artist do something that you feel like you've set the, the path for? Right? Like you, you mentioned Pioneer. And you guys have said in the past that you feel like you've pioneered a lot of the sound and music that we hear today and a lot of the practices. Do you get a little upset? Um, not really. I mean, like we're influenced by a lot of the stuff we listen to as well. Yeah. Um, so whether you can like pick out, you know, what it is, you know, you know, we we love music and we, we just write whatever we're feeling and, and we understand that that's just kind of a part of what music is now, you know? And it's cool and it's exciting. Um, and yeah. Do you want stardom with this? Like, was that always the goal? Hell no. Like, for you? Hell no. What did you want? I just want to make music and I want to be able to tour and, like, do our thing, like, effectively, yeah. <laughs> you know, and have people be into our music and, um, you know, it's cool. Just make stuff that we're proud of. Um, what is the shittiest side of everything? Because it, there's so much good, obviously, but with good comes shit. You yeah. Know? Mm. I mean, the travel is great, but it's also like, it's, you know, it's tough leaving home for so long sometimes. And yeah. like leaving your, you know, th- it's like nice to be here right now and work on music mm-hmm. and be able to go home at the end of the night. And, you know, sometimes on the road, we're gone for like six weeks at a time. And you, it's like you have to like, turn off that part of you. Yeah. And it takes a couple of days to like get back into the like. Yeah. It's tough to stay healthy, yeah. too. Yeah. Which is like. Really frustrating. That's hard. Yeah. Hard to have a relationship? Um, like a real one? I mean, you have a girlfriend, but she's yeah. getting hate on Instagram. That was just recently. But that sucks. And I think she enjoys it secretly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I mean, I think we're, I'm lucky because, like, she, we started before all this kind of blew up, so she, it wasn't like suddenly she was entering this. But I can't imagine, like, being single and, like, trying to find, you know, a girlfriend because, like, that would – I think that, like, once the allure ran off, rubbed off, like, in the first couple of weeks – it's just like, all right, I'm leaving for six weeks. And it's like, seriously? You know what I mean? It's like, you're just going to leave? And, you know, and that sort of thing. You're like, yeah. Oh, you, oh, you thought it was all like sweet and, you know, that we're just going to be home all the time. But no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Daddy needs to keep the house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you guys uh, working on with Chris Martin? Uh, some stuff. I saw he tweeted about it yesterday. Yeah, it was cool. He's a G. Yeah. What is that like? What is that like? Are you coming in prepared for that session, or do you come in like clean slate? What is it like? Um, I think you know, anytime you work with, have an opportunity to work with someone like Chris Martin, um, you got to come up, come in with some ideas, but it's important to just listen and kind of catch a vibe and 
sometimes coming in and just like with anybody just and trying to create something right off the bat um, is is not always the right move. You know, because you're not on the same page and then you start to write something and it's weird and it's awkward and you might, yeah. you know, it's better to take your time, sit, get on, get on a vibe with them, get an understanding, just talk for a while. I mean, anytime we write a, write a song, it usually starts with a therapy session. You really? know, we're just talking about, okay, what's going on in your life. And then we'll talk for like an hour or two hours. And like, eventually you start nailing down something that's like bothering you or going really well or something you're pumped about or sad about or just thinking about a lot. And, and, that, and the song just kind of pours out. Who's leading that session? Like, who's leading that conversation? Or is it, like, a, like a mutual? Um, I mean, if you intentionally do it, it's just, it's, it's like, it's almost like, okay, who's got shit going on that they want to talk about? Yeah. And then it, it starts there. So, also on your list of people you're working with, Bono, Weezer, Ryan Tedder. I don't know if there's a list that we're working with, but. Or li- yeah. These were rumored. rumored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. still pretty flattering yeah, yeah but, i mean we're lucky bono's like a friend more than anything he's just the cool dude i can't believe i can say that, <laughs> How does that happen? same yeah uh, ryan tedder was responsible for that because we were like hanging out with him he's like one of the dopest dudes on the planet um and really works his ass off yeah. too um and uh and i guess he was just working with bono and we came up that we were going to be hanging out and he was like oh i love you know their song maybe i can like stop by and meet them or something and you know that's just it's like the same way we met you know what i mean you're just yeah. like oh dude we get along really well exchange numbers you know, and, and stay in touch. It, it, that's incredible. Are you kind of setting up the studio sessions still? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're always working. I mean, it's never like a pause in time. You yeah. Know? We're always like thinking towards the future. It's never like, oh, this is good. You know, Paris is out. It's doing well. Let's like take two weeks off and, you know, chill. Chill. It's always you know, moving very fast forward. I don't know if that's like the New York mentality, but... Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's so much great music out there. There's so many great artists that we still want to work with and, you know, you don't want to miss opportunities and like Drew said, you know, you could be feeling really uncreative one day and the next day, you know, would be really bummed that you didn't have the opportunity yeah. to... That's always the most frustrating when you're like, you got a week in the studio and you're like, ah, like, oh, great. You wake up feeling great. You get in the studio and you're like, ideas, ideas, don't have any, no, like nothing. You're just total blank slate and then you're like... Yeah, <laughs> just gonna waste this entire week. I got one week in the studio. This like in the next six months. Yeah. What do you guys think about what Matt Healy said about Paris before even listening to it? Yeah, what's his deal? Yo, actually, he it wasn't even that bad because everyone just watched that one clip. But like, he listens to the song and then he's like, "Yeah, that's not so bad." Like, oh, I didn't see the so rest. no one like sees the rest of it because like yeah. we saw that we're not. we're huge 1975 fans. So of yeah. course, initially we're like, "Damn, that's a bummer," like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, but we're not gonna like clap back or do something stupid, you know. We love them, and uh, and then we like watch the actual interview, and afterwards he's like, "Oh, I take it back. Like it's not it's not so bad." He didn't like go as far to say he loved it, but you know, it wasn't like he just was you know. It wasn't total rubbish. Yeah, in it wasn't his total rubbish. <laughs> yeah. So if someone like him wants to work with you guys now. Will you be up for it? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I think we'd actually get along. Yeah. Yeah. He was I, trashing I every it. song, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's just their vibe. I don't know. I mean, I mean, we think they're amazing. I think Somebody Else is one of my favorite songs of last year. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, but, so, but there's a lot of people like Matt Healy that kind of talk shit, but you, you are very vocal back, but you've also started some things. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Lady Gaga was in the studio literally 48 hours before you commented on, I think it was A.O., yeah. Right? No. Um, or which one? It was the one before that. But I'm yeah. Perfect Illusion? Yeah, Perfect Illusion. I, mean, I wasn't a fan of that one either, though. 
I mean, you know, it's music. Everyone has different tastes. She has, like, so many fans. I was like, I can't even care what I think about. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, it was a lesson learned. You know what I mean? It's like, if you just, just keep your comments, opinions to yourself. You know what I mean? You got nothing nice <laughs> yeah. to say. Don't say Don't say it at all. Exactly. Yeah. So, you but know, it's also, but I get where you're coming from. It's hard because you guys are students of music. You learn from music as well as creating it and you play in the game, right? So when you listen yeah. to something, I just feel like online is so, it's such a whack place to voice your opinion, which is, I realized, from anyone, you know what I yeah. mean? It's like, it's such an easy place to be like, just write someone off and say they suck. And then it's like, but if you saw them in person and were like, yo, I love their album, but you know, that wasn't my favorite song or something. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what would you say? Would you say that to my face? You know what I mean? And most of the time, I feel like most people would probably Never. not say it to people's faces. No. Mm. So it's like, I mean, we don't hang out like in this secret Hollywood circle where everyone's like hanging out at the restaurant. You know what no I mean? Illuminati? Not that I'm aware of, or we're not a part yeah. of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, Maybe one day you'll get there. Yeah, but it's like, I feel like all these people that like, you know, that do chalk trash, even not about us, just in general, it's like, I would love to see what would happen if it's in person. Face Because like, you get together and it's all like, oh no, it's all love, we like squash it. Like, what good. would you have said to Mark Ronson? Because when I saw his tweet to you guys, I feel like that would have hurt you. Because I mean, talk about a guy who's come from the New York DJing scene, who's made his way, who's a Badass, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. he is yeah. badass. Well, he will have always said that. Yeah, you know, and we're going to continue to be in this scene, and he's going to have to deal with have, having said that. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. Where we like you say something nasty about someone else, and then uh, like a week later, you're like, "Damn, I, I put that out in the universe." Yeah, you know. So, do you see? Maybe it? he doesn't care, but he said it. So, do you see other artists as competition or inspiration? Um, both probably. Yeah. But not like the competition where you're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's great to like, you know, be comp- – we always were competitive growing, you know, growing up. We both played sports and then like I remember starting <laughs> DJing. We would always set benchmarks not to be like better than that person but yeah. just be like, you need to. be here. We want to be here. And like some people represented those, mar- you know, those places like, man, if I could just travel like a Vici and play shows like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then suddenly you're like, yeah. holy shit. I remember this, Vici was headlining this festival like two years ago. Um, and it's good to like – challenge yourself and stuff but i think no one's more competitive than we are or, or hard on ourselves than we are you know what i mean it's no, more like internalized it. than anything like we know what we can do so we like to challenge ourselves and it keeps it interesting but and you need to have that right because then it's just kind of like a hobby if you're not setting goals and pillars how do you ever evolve you know how yeah, do you yeah. evolve for the better yeah like you know one of my favorite songs that you guys ever did was the first one with Pianca chopra mm-hmm. i love her man she's amazing erase is such a great song is that hard for you to listen to i mean your sound has completely evolved yeah i mean yeah it's interesting to like listen to your first song and, yeah. and then your latest song and, and especially because like we met and we like we're just trying to like make like fun, cool like dance songs for the club, and and our objectives kind of changed. Yeah. Um, we're just you know we opened our music. It's not at one twenty eight BPM anymore, um, or some of it is, but not a lot. And we're just kind of have like a different objective. And it's getting darker. I saw your tweet the other day. Yeah. Like some, you- some of the lyrics are just like sadder, and and it's mainly more of the stuff like you know like uh, closer is kind of like an apathetic love song. Yeah. Um, just yeah it's like more forward and speaking plainly and it's not like all it's not talking about like you know touch my body let's be in love forever you know like what i mean it's like it it does kind of say that but like in 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 a darker way is it hard for you to get to a darker place no 
It's easy. That's sad. No. That's sad. <laughs> Drew, does it bother you when people criticize your live singing? No, it's okay. You're just going to keep That's on doing it? Cool. Yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it. Did, did you watch okay. back the performance? I forget what award show it was with Halsey when people are like ripping it apart online. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch it back and like... Yeah, I don't watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was like such a like crazy... You know what I mean? It's just one of those... Another one of those things though that like... We learned so much more yeah. from than mm-hmm. probably like any anything yeah. we've done this year. Right. Um, I mean, I remember waking up. We were, I think, finishing like a four-week run coming back from Asia. And it was like, hey, you just got the call from MTV. They want you to play the award show in two days. You know what I mean? Oh, and huge. most people like have been practicing for a month preparing for that. Yeah. And we'd never performed on an award show. We barely performed on TV. And we never, I don't think we had performed closer yet, period. No. Live with Halsey. Yeah. And it was just like. We, you know, we did our best, and like, there's so many things you learn from that experience about, like, oh, this is a guy that you should have doing this. That's it. Oh, this is like, you know, that's where that's supposed to be. Like, don't you, use this moment to do that. And you just, and we learn. And I think, you know, at the AMAs, we like show that, you yes. know, and even in that short period of time, we like went to work and like came out swinging, and I think we like knocked it out. On you that can't one. get better without failing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And it was only the second time you have ever really sang, and Closer was really the first song you ever put vocals on, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Why did you decide to start singing? Was it just you couldn't find somebody else, or is it something you always wanted to do? Um, well, we wrote, kind of, we were talking about Closer earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we like wrote it, and then I was singing it, you know, as we wrote mm-hmm. it, and the song was really, there's a lot of lines that are really personal to me. Um, and my friend Sean was like, yo, I, like, I, I, can, I can, like, cut your vocal right now. And we are just like, okay, cool, let's just do it. And, and we recorded it, and we didn't know if someone else was going to sing it. We didn't know if it was going to be a big song. We didn't know, like, what it was going to be. Um, and we kept playing it for our friends, and we felt a certain way about it. But then our friends were like, this is really dope and different and, and fun. And uh, we just kept it. That's awesome. How do you decide who else is going to be on the song? Do you have, like, Halsey in mind or Roses in mind, or do you kind of just write it and then find somebody to fill it in? Um, I mean, it's always different. Uh, like, you know, like we've always wanted to work with Halsey and, and when she was like, heard the song and was like, yeah, I'll cut, like, like cut it. And we're like, this is perfect. Like she, she made it complete. Um, and her voice is incredible and just her whole vibe is like, so like so perfectly articulated the vibe of that song. Um, that was really cool. Like roses, like we wrote, we wrote and produced roses and recorded the vocals in one session in like eight hours, um, with her. Um, so it's always different. Do you live close to each other? You're like neighbors? Yeah, like 10, 15 minutes. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good yeah. separation. Like that's that's yeah. the right amount and of space. We used to live in New York and we lived, I lived in this building and he lived in the building next door. And That's a lot. Yeah. I moved to his, to his block. Yeah. But it was actually really convenient. No, it wasn't like, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I'm trying to avoid him. Like, let me exit the <laughs> rear of my building. Like that. But, but yeah, it's nice. Do you guys ever get sick of each other? You're with each other all the time. Um, not really, but like you have like a good... We got a good, like, monitor for, like, okay, I'm pissing him off. Or, like, I'm, yeah, like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not I'm a morning person. Yeah. yeah. So, like, in the morning, just, like, let me have, like, at least when we, like, get picked up for the airport at, like, 8 a.m., like, I'm going to be quiet just in my Instagram, you know, zone for, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, just to, like, while everything soaks in, you know what I mean? And he, he's, when he gets hungry, it's, like, the, you know, the same thing. It's bad. Yeah. It's hangry. Bad. You get hangry? Yeah. 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 But we're not, like, I think we've learned that, like, we play pranks on each other, but it's, like, never the pranks where it's, like, too far. We're more like we team up and prank other people. It's, like, yeah. a better. Yeah, if you I've get into those. it with each other, and it's, like. It can, like, e- escalate quickly. Yeah. Well, you made YouTube <laughs> videos for a second, right? Uh, I mean, we used to make lots of stupid videos. We were just talking about it the other day. Uh, <laughs> Would you ever watch them? We do sometimes. They're really funny. Yeah. I mean, they're funny for us. No one digs them up. Like, I'm like, we go in all sorts of interview- interviews and stuff, and it's like, I was looking into your past, and they, like, only, you know, 
two years ago when you were in I'm like, wow, Surface. thank God you didn't, you know, go deeper into the, into the channel. Is that one of the things that you're afraid of? No, I, come out? I think it's funny. I would love, I would laugh, you know what I mean, to see, like, because it's out there. It's not like. I've watched some of them. Yeah, yeah. Which one did you see? Do you remember? Well, I watched. Uh, Hard and Deep? Well, no, Ebrola. Uh, e- 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 yeah, I thought that was really good. We posted Ebrola and we thought it was so stupid and funny. And people were like, we're not down. They're like, this is so insensitive. We have to, we're like, oh my God. We deleted Within it. Within like 20 seconds, it was very clear that we'd like, outrage. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like such a fun, it was like that, that same idea. Like we played a huge show at SUNY Binghamton uh, and we were like, yo, let's do something funny after. Like we're just here. Yeah. Let's, let's use our resources. So we like sent a tweet out being like, whichever frat presents us with the best party option, we're going to come there and do film a video with you guys. And we didn't say more than that. We were just like, make it as fratty as possible. <laughs> this hence, was fratty. Hence, like, the bro thing, you know what I mean? And then we showed up in hazmat suits. <laughs> and it was like, they were like, what the hell? You know what I mean? And we had a great time. <laughs> and, uh, and it was really funny. But obviously, you know, it was a little touchy. I'm sure. At the time. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. Now, now that we've got a handle, you know. See, on maybe it. you can bring Ebrola back. Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, it's been just, I think we're going to try again <laughs> with something else. Yeah. yeah. Now, I feel like it'd be even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the win residency. There's pressure there to throw a big party. Is like, is there pressure on you guys to like come through every time you hit that club because you know there's like I don't know a thousand freaking drunk people ready to we live their through. best self. We always come through. There's never our shows are always awesome. Uh, but I mean, there's no pressure to top it or to yeah. keep it consistent. I mean, no. it's always well, well. Actually, our strategy in Vegas is kind of the opposite of that. What yeah. is it? Well, we just. We st- for after or so we've been playing in Vegas um, for a while actually, but this is we just you know started yeah. playing at the win, and um, we just kind of play those random songs that you're like, I would never think to play. He's the king of throwbacks. Okay, like how amazing this like we'll play like Panic at the Disco, <sighs> and then we'll play like. Um, wait, what are some of the greatest throwbacks that have just been crushing it? I mean, uh, we'll make all these awesome like edits. That- I mean, the other day unsuccessfully played. Crazy by Casey and JoJo okay. uh, wasn't the most successful one. Uh, unsuccessful. <laughs> I was like, I heard in the car, and I was like, oh my god, what a great one! And I was like, played it, and everyone was just like, vibe killer. That's <laughs> why it's still fun for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, by the time we the played trains, it, what's the train drops a Jupiter? Yeah, drops a Jupiter. Oh. It's a dope song. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, so you know, but I mean, for us, it's like we kind of think of it like you get a two-hour chain smoker show. Or like an hour and a half, yeah. and then the last like thirty to forty-five minutes, depending <laughs> on how fun it is, is just like straight up like throwback city. Yeah, throwback That's, city. It's do you really love fun. that? Like, yeah, you guys it's must so love fun. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because like our if you actually like came to proper chain smoker show outside of Vegas, um, it's you know much. It's just like our yeah. stuff. But Vegas gives us that opportunity to just have fun, and you kind of get in our heads and hear some of the songs that we grew up on, and it's, it's a pretty unique experience. And they take such good care of us there. You know what I mean? It's like they're, they, nice. they're not like in your face, like, tonight's a big night. Like, yeah. we got a couple <laughs> big whales coming. Don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> don't do this. And they don't ask us to play stuff either. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it, we want to put on the best show for them. We have incentives that, you know, make us you know, wait, the crowd want to stay. And, yeah, of and, course. Uh, and vice versa, you know, they're like, we're here for three years, so they're not trying to, like, beat us up. Is that a deal yeah. that excites the shit out of you? Because I feel like you out of, between the two of you, Alex, I feel mm. like you you both know the business really well, but I think, like, you tear it apart a little bit more, and, like, I think you, you complement each other in that respect. Sure, I mean. Outside looking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, don't, I, I guess more so it's just, like, I mean, both of us recognize how amazing it's like a being getting like an NBA deal or something, you know, yeah. and you don't in this business, there's not a lot of uh, what's the word stability. 
You know, you could be. Uh, <laughs> What's the words to that? Yeah, you could be. You know, you could be crushing it and really on top of the world, and then put out a dud, and people just like lose forget interest, all about yeah. you and lose interest. So to like be a part of you know a great casino club like that and say, hey, we're gonna gamble on you and say give you three years. You know, here, <laughs> you know, and obviously things could still turn you know south, but it's like you know we know that like you know this is we're good. It's not like we're living show to show. Yeah, um, we feel really lucky. Yeah. yeah. What now, do, you look across 2017, you must have some of the year planned out. Mm-hmm. What are the goals? What are we looking at? Um, you know, we're working really hard on developing our live show, yeah. um, putting out more songs like Paris, not in the same like sound sonic vibe but uh-huh. uh just to kind of show its progress and that uh further tells us this chain smoker story um and what else um vegas is gonna be great this summer yeah, vegas is gonna be awesome it's already fun yeah we're playing a really big tour really big tour that's uh, awesome like something we've never done before uh what kind of venues big uh, ones arenas <laughs> yeah arenas mm-hmm. and it's gonna be it's we're gonna, gonna be, try yeah it's gonna be great <laughs> we're really uh it's really exciting because we're challenging ourselves like yeah. much differently than what we've done in the past with, with the show specifically and you know we played arenas before it's not like this is our first time stepping into a venue no. size but we know the challenges and we know you know the things we're working on and i think we're gonna try to find you know find a great balance between the two that you know, really just knocks it out the park. But that is exciting. And yeah. you as artists, you have a great you have a great resume already. You have a great track list of songs. I mean, you need to be challenging yourselves. Yeah. I mean, what better way to challenge yourself than to putting together a kick-ass live show yeah. to fill a venue like that? Mm-hmm. But obviously you're going to sing, right, Drew? I mean, mm-hmm. that's a little, a little scary. Um, No, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alex, are you going to be singing at all? I, you know, straight up have the worst voice. It's not as much. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like, I would be down, like, uh, you know, I'm going to master some other things first. And then maybe if I can, like, get to a point where I can just sing, like, harmonies for him, you know what I mean? Or, like, or, like some backup, backup parts. That's good. That would be, like, cool. But I'm not, I have no interest in, like, stepping out into the, the actual mic. Thing, you know, I'm just a terrible singer. It's not even something, you know, it's not even something that's ever been like, yeah, maybe, you know, when my t- the time is right, it's just there'll never be a right time for that. Unless someone like punches me in the throat and somehow changes my <laughs> vocal cord situation. Yeah, vocal cord situation. And, yeah. Paris is the single right now. It is featuring Emily Warren. Yes. Really great vocalist. Somebody yeah. you've worked with before. She's amazing. Yeah. I mean, is it a, your crew that writes and, you know, yeah. writes with you, features on songs? Do you like to keep it tight knit? Um, I mean, it's it's more it's just difficult to find people that you mesh creatively with yeah. and that you're like actually like really good friends with. And, um, you know, Emily and uh, she works with this um, guy, Scott Harris, who's also a really good friend of ours, mm-hmm. who's insanely talented, wrote Don't Let Me Down With Us yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, they're just like good homies and we really believe in them. And it's just it's just a good vibe every time we work with them. We always come up with something. Like it's, every single session, we write a song. Yeah. And when yeah. you know, you know, right? There's too much to risk all the time to like you know yeah. bring I mean, in new players. I mean, we've done plenty of set great sessions with other people, but at the end of the day, like we are so pressed for time. So when you know you can just do great things with someone, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like why try to try something else? You know, and, and it's not like we get together and it's the same formula. It's just like you know, almost like you're comfortable having that push person push you in a different mm-hmm. direction. Whereas someone else kind of, it's like, are we just here to try to write a hit? Because that's not like the way we think when we get together with like Emily and Scott. It's like, right. hey guys, good to, you know, good to see you again. <laughs> What's up? What's up yeah. up going on in life? Oh, I guess we are here to like make some music, you know what I mean? And then like things naturally happen. And that's a creative turnoff to you when somebody comes in just with the goal of making a hit, right? They're using you almost. Um, I don't know if it's like that, but it's, it's, it's hard. You yeah. can't try it. Like we said before, you can't. 
intentionally write a hit. You just have to just do something that you try, try to get on a vibe with them and, and follow that through. Out of all the songs you've made, which song are you the most proud of? Um, probably Don't Let Me Down. Why? Because, well, from, I, you know, we come from the production side mainly, and um, that was, that's like I think the most, comp- just such a complete song sonically. There's so many cool elements um, that we have on that song, and the energy flow through it is exactly kind of like what we're, we're just, it's just, we're just great. We're just really into that song. How about you, Alex? Yeah. Man, it's tough. There's a lot of songs that we haven't. Does that have to be one that's out? Cause no, like, the no. The ones that aren't out that are just so fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we're having a great time in the studio right now because it's like you, you kind of come in and remind yourself of these great tracks that you've been working on and, and things. And, I mean, the stuff we have coming out in the next couple months is just like it's so – we've pushed ourselves and we're so much better than the stuff in the past. I mean, just in terms of like – you know, obviously you become a better writer, you become a better singer, yeah. you become a better producer, you know, you, you, you just hone it all in. And I feel like now it's just, there are co- I don't even, like, I could say the name, but it wouldn't matter. But one of the tracks that's what, coming out, it's just, it's ridiculous. What is the name? I want to know when it releases. It's, yeah, you'll see. You'll know. I'll let you know. He's like, nope, yeah. don't say it. Yeah. Wow. I like you, Zach, but. Yeah. Thanks, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> the chain smokers. <laughs> You guys are good people. Yeah, we're pretty secretive. Thanks. Wait, I have one important question. Likewise. Uh, my boyfriend <laughs> wants to know what Blink-182 song you beat to death in Tucson. Uh, we keep changing our answer. And why is there no song? <laughs> well, no. Did the, you just make the, that line okay, up the, ori- the song? No, the original song is Miss You. It's a good song. Um, but um, my favorite Blink-182 song is Feeling It. Okay. And uh, It's hard, though. Yeah, so hard sometimes to pick which one. I just switch. Okay. I, I lie and say it's Feeling <laughs> was it more just because it rhymed? The, the, the line rhymed? Is that why you put it in the song? No, we were actually... Well, that whole song is uh, pretty inspired by Taking Back Sunday and Blink-182. And it was written after we had a night where we were just out and we were listening to, like, Dashboard Confessional and mm-hmm. all these, like, groups that we like, grew up listening to. And we're like, oh, man, I want to, you know... Like, I, just that kind of, like, lyrical style we just hadn't heard in a while. Yeah. Um, and we just thought it'd be a really weird approach to... to especially, like... A, for two guys that come from dance music. Um, and that's why the whole Blink-182 nods in the song. I Fair never, enough. like, yeah. those lyrics of that song could work yeah. in, like, a pop-punk way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. there are some bands that do, like, punk rock covers of our songs. That's like, cool. Someone did one of All We Know. Someone did one All of we Closer. All We Know is amazing. And it's like, that's awesome. You yeah. know what I mean? It makes, you want to, like, bring them on the road with you and be like, you just come <laughs> out Well, that's actually that. yeah. something that we're doing for our tour is, what was we found these two kids uh that were doing covers of our songs and okay. we're making making them part of our band that's cool oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah wow that's that's keeping it moving forward too yeah. right i think it's just so like it's just so relevant You're for what's <laughs> what's gonna, what's going on right now you know what i mean everything the way social media connects everyone and the, you know the world's such a small place and like you see someone that's just like yo you're killing these covers we have nothing to do with you you're literally just coming all with this you know all up on your own and and changing it you know what i mean yeah. and making it really interesting and it's just like why don't we just hit them up and you're like hey man you're doing a sick job and then you kind of like wait we need a drummer you know what i mean and, and it's like that's you know this dude's pretty cool why not have him be, be that guy and it just they're inv- they're already invested in our music it's and, amazing you know what i mean and we're invested in them by supporting that and now it's like let's just 
go that last step together. But you're doing something really great for the industry, I believe. And as somebody who, like, I, I got started on the internet, and I know the role internet plays in music, and it, what it has for artists and getting out there, mm-hmm. you're helping the industry move forward. You're also inspiring kids to continue to make music because, you know, that's a big goal for them, to work with you guys, to, to be on your tour, the fact that they've gone from making a cover to being with you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we always try cool. to, we met this kid, uh, Eli, in Sacramento, and he was like a, I don't know, an eight-year-old DJ or ten-year-old DJ. Yeah, ten. Ten. And uh But he's good. Yeah, it was really good. You know what I mean? For like a kid. I mean, I was I got turntables when I was like twelve and I was like took me like two years just to get the wow. basics down. And uh and he was really good. And he was like, I want to produce, but like I don't have the stuff. And we're like, we got you. You know what I mean? And it's like <laughs> so awesome. we just cool. we just got him like Ableton and your laptop and all this stuff. And you know, it's like not in the press side of it, who cares about that? Yeah. But it was just so cool that this kid forever, you know what I mean? It's gonna That's... be like this is his story. You know what I mean? And when that's he how began. he started. Yeah. And there's going to come a point in time 20 years from there or 15 years from now that he's in a radio studio just like this. Exactly. You know, talking about his hits. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I mean, that, that's what excites us. And then it's like, yeah. you know, we like to stay in touch with all these people. And, and uh, you know, it's not stuff we like. I mean, I'm... We don't talk about it a lot, but but you also you also yeah. don't need to, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not the point of it, you know. Yeah. And it, we, it's just cool that you know we're an opportunity to do stuff like this. So, Word. Nah. beautiful way to top off this conversation. <laughs> the chain smokers, Drew and Alex. Thank you for spending the time. For sure, it really means a lot. Anything else on anybody else's mind? Do you guys ever get sick of your own songs? I mean, when you guys put a song out, it is everywhere. <laughs> I don't. I don't get freaking sick of them, but like, I'll be like annoyed if we're like at a not like in a sound check, but somewhere like before when we're playing, and someone's like playing our shit. Like, I'm like, bro, we're just like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just let me live. Uh, like, let me be the one that plays that for the first time tonight. Yeah. Or our manager really pisses me off because he'll snapshot our whole show Ugh. from like the annoying like you know you just look yeah. behind you and he's like there, <laughs> and then when we get, we get off stage, he just sits. In in the green room and just like goes through every clip like 60 times and you're just like I was we were all there man you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't watch the show he was filming it yeah. so he has to watch it yeah. <laughs> and I'm like put your earbuds in or something like cause you know what I mean it's like I, we heard Don't Let Me Down like I don't know what he's doing if he's like adding you know letters to it you know what I mean it's just like give me a break right now uh, but otherwise no I mean I lo- we love our music obviously separately before you go who do you want to work with this year one person Bonavir. Okay. Nice. okay. Great. Alex? Kanye West. Ooh. Always. Beautiful. Good but, luck with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will need it. <laughs> the chain smokers, I've learned a lot. Your penises combined are not 17.34 inches. We didn't say there's not. We just said that. <laughs> 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 the chain smokers, an honor. Weird. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Yeah. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Hot Podcast Network.